Hello, and welcome to the Trauma of Bonding with Kaya and Heather. This week, we will continue our discussion on the evolution of our friendship and the inspiration for this podcast. Are you ready to trauma bond? Trigger warning for multiple mentions of abuse. So you were you were with her. How did you end up in that room with me? How did you find out yes. about this church? So um, she, so she went to North Central University, which is a Christian college in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. That is so funny to me that she went to a private school. Well, it's I think she got like a bunch of student loans because she was in like super poverty basically yeah um so she i mean didn't get it paid for quite, like she still got low student loans but um still yeah. got like scholarships and things i mean if you can write a good enough essay i don't think she even got scholarships i think she just just got loans that covered the whole damn thing ain't no fucking way because the average cost after aid so after fafsa is twenty one thousand a year that's so, true so i don't no know fucking I don't way know. that she i would have been okay, in that okay <laughs> okay here's why i don't think she got a scholarship i don't well okay maybe maybe on like um a uh an essay maybe but like okay. an acting scholarship because she was a theater major there Mm-hmm. An acting scholarship, I don't buy it because you can't act. Oh um, my god, <clears throat> the disrespect! Did I? Do- <laughs> oh, this I'll disrespect her all I want. She never respected me. That's damn right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so she was going there, and she also we were. I mean, it's kind of why we connected is we were both in that stage of like we're trying to figure out our queerness and our Christianity. Um, and she went there to North Central and her best friend got kicked out of North Central for being gay. That's scandalous. Um, wow. Yeah. It's I'm disgusting. Not and I'm it's not disgusting sure. that Christian colleges can get away with that because they're private. <sighs> yeah. Um, so she was still like at that point I was pretty much fucking over church and stuff like I I kind of was like okay if I'm gonna have a faith it's gonna be mine and I'm not really interested in like com- congregational worship and yeah faith like and stuff or organized religion as a whole basically sort of, yeah you're disenfranchised just whatever, fucking whatever. over it yeah. um but she still very much was trying to find something and a bunch of the people at that church went to North Central associated with north central um other north central students so that's how she heard of it or found it or whatever Mm. and was like i want to go to this really progressive church and i being the little joiner was like okay not joiner but like go alonger was like okay i'll go with you Uh, (laughs) so that's how i went is i went along (laughs) Um, and I enjoyed it. Um, I I did a really appreciate the setup where we would have discussion for the first 15 minutes, then the sermon for like 20, 30 minutes. And then there would be like five or so minutes of like, you can say goodbye or go out to the foyer to talk to people or whatever. And then they would do like, 
music, music, like worship music and stuff. So that if somebody got, if anyone got really triggered by that, they could leave and not participate in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like, I know we did stick around for it a lot, but I feel like at the beginning, we both kind of like would dip out during that music time. Um, Or I would have to leave because like I would have to go to work or something. Yeah. Um, Either way. That's that's how I ended up there. Um, May yeah. I interject then, with a random yes. fact about North Central that I'm reading about while you're talking? Because I like <laughs> Go ahead. to multitask. Go Did ahead. you know that Tammy Faye Mesner, the televangelist, graduated from North Central? I don't know who that is because in she, my world, she had women a... can't be preachers. <laughs> well, she wasn't. <laughs> she was a she was a televangelist. Um, the PTL club she co-founded with her husband Jim Baker. So okay, they I'm gonna were have pretty to, I see a picture. I'm pretty sure I will recommend. Wait, Tammy, Tammy Faye Mesner, but she can look up Tammy Faye Baker. There's a documentary about her, huh? But they were like big bitches back in the day. They were maybe really, I have like, seen them on. They like... had multiple luxury <laughs> homes, expensive cars, of course, and of then course they had they a did. huge. They had huge sex and financial scandals that were involved with their names. Because that's how televangelists did. fall. That's how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> but that's something you should know about North Central. Is that's that's the type of alumni you have to look forward to. Anyways, right. <laughs> so you ended up in that room. You used to dip out because yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then we met uh doing that thing. I feel like there was something I wanted to add and I totally forget what it is now and I'm mad. Um, what did you think about me when we met? I had my like reactions, at least just just like perfunctory reactions, just from meeting new I mean, people. I think to me you just seemed young and shy because that's what you were. Very <laughs> have yeah, changed a lot since then <laughs> right yes um I oh that's it I do distinctly remember one time we gave you see this is how I knew you lived on campus um we gave you a ride back to your apartment or your your dorm, dorm yeah. uh one night after church or something I can't remember quite what it was and um I think if I remember correctly because I feel like there was like more than just us in the car. It's it's a foggy memory. Um but I feel like you and I were talking or something like we were talking about something or something or something was going on. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I can't remember if you were in the car or not when this was said, but uh the person that I dated um basically was like is she always so negative and always talk so much? Just very fucking rude. Oh, I wasn't there for the negative comment. I but she said I talked too much in another occurrence with other people in the car. Okay, <laughs> well, which is so, hysterical because she loves the sound of her own voice. Um, I was gonna say she talks more than me. I talked exactly. because I was comfortable and I was talking to you. And if and, I want to talk, exactly. if I want to complain, like, we were having a conversation. You weren't part of this, so shut the fuck up. Um, but I know at some other point she talked about how you were, quote, too negative. But she always said it about me, too. And I'm like, okay, um, I think you're you're just projecting because you're talking about your damn self. Well, are you confusing <laughs> realism with, like, because 
this person had a tendency to really fall into the toxic positivity like oh frame of mind. very very like, good got, vibes got only Heather involved and tried to get me involved in a travel MLM like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very like focused on toxic positivity as a mantra and a dharma sort of so yep it's not shocking that this person would be like oh you two are negative and I'm I'm, yep. I'm I'm negative because I don't subscribe to that sort of thinking I'm when I approach a situation I think okay there's multiple things that could go right or wrong mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure that I have the least amount of hurt coming my way by anticipating bad but mm-hmm. hoping for good yeah yeah and I think that's a realistic and healthy outlook to have yeah well I mean like I even told her, like, at one point where I was just like, I'm not negative. I'm just realistic. And I know that shit happens because a lot of shit has happened. And a lot of shit has happened to her. Yeah, but exactly. He, a big problem with, like, within our relationship was her own shit that she would not deal with. Yeah. And um, it was just a lot of, like... not denial but just kind of like this shoving down of like oh that horrible thing that didn't happen but I or that happened but I'm over it and it's like oh you're not over it that's that toxic positivity talking it's like well you can't change the past you just gotta look forward to a bright glimmering future and it's It's like like, no you can't do that you have to address the shit from the past and actually deal with it you can't just say well the past is the past the past is in the past (laughs) it's like the past is still affecting you whether you are willing to admit it or not right and it's still it's making you a very unhealthy person and like she i me being the person that i am tried so hard to get her to go to therapy to do different things to try to figure out because we know for sure she has some mental illness but we have no idea what because she would never go long enough to get a, a good, you know, solid um, diagnosis. So it's always just like, oh, I have depression and anxiety. And it's like, uh, no, there's something more there. But we don't know what because you won't fucking go get help. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah. And then always, and then when she was super depressed and would be like laying in bed for weeks at a time, it's like, okay, but I'm the negative lazy one got it okay no that's Um. what's so interesting is for someone who was so like for someone that's so willing to argue okay my life has been really really shitty and hard to completely negate other people's experiences of hardship like I'm an orphan I don't have shit either I don't I just got lucky because I had foster care paying for a lot of my schooling so financially I was doing fabulous but emotionally you think I was doing good sitting alone in a dorm room for 23 hours a day only to go to the bathroom or slink downstairs to steal food you think I was doing good Mm-mm. my life may have looked good from but, the outside to some like someone like her just because i had financial yeah. security at the time but, but to no. her to her that's what's important that's the it's only money. thing that's important yeah. is money um but i mean when i look back and think about it did she ever ask you like anything personal like make you no. know what i mean like never no. did she ever ask you like so tell me about your situation with your mom 
what is, you know, how, how are you doing not having a parent, uh, having two, being an orphan? Like, well, does she ever, does she ever like reach out on like an emotional level like that? I talked about it because I talk a lot when I'm anxious. So, well, yeah, but like, I rambled you talked about, about it, about it but did she to, but ever she never like asked? She never asked yeah. me to supply any information. She never right. asked me like there was never once a time where she hit me up to be like, "How are you feeling? How are you doing? I know that you're right. having a rough time." Like it was always me hitting her up to be like, "Yo, I don't even know. We didn't really hit each other for as much as me and like me and you probably talked more than me and her did, just because I got so annoyed at feeling so like ignored." Yeah like emotionally that I was yeah. like I'm cool on y'all that's why I stopped talking to y'all probably yeah. and because that day in the car where she literally said you always talk so much I was like bitch then I won't talk at all and I never talk mm-hmm. to her again pretty much ever. yeah don't, <laughs> I was like, I don't blame bitch. you don't blame you <laughs> which was sad because I missed you and your dog but I was just mm-hmm. like fuck you right right and then like not long after that I had my stroke and I was like okay well I'm down for the count so like and I wish that I would have been around long enough to like see that happening because number one, I probably would have been closer to you at that point. So I would have been able mm-hmm. to be there for you. And right. number two, I probably would have seen her treatment of you and I probably would have persuaded you to leave her like, yeah, at that point, just well, because, wow. <laughs> I mean, like at that point, I was already. Okay, like, we moved in together in June. Her first act of physical violence was in August. So it only took a couple of months. It only took a couple months. And I immediately, like, I knew immediately, fuck. So this is how it is. Got it. Um, But I can't leave. Because I don't know anyone here. I don't know what I'm doing financially. Like, I I don't have financial know-how and how to budget um, at that point. And I'm not going to go back to Indiana. So, I guess I have to stick it out and hope that she doesn't kill me at some point. Wow. Like, that's literally what went through my head at that moment. Like, you know how, like, you have... 10 minutes worth of thoughts in 30 seconds yes (laughs) that's what went through my head the very first time something happened was like okay I know where this is going I know what this is but I can't do shit about it unless like I guess the only other option was to like I don't know be homeless but I didn't know because I have on a financial level I have had a privileged life And, like, now, like, this past year, I've been able to deal with a lot of shit financially that I never would have known how to deal with five, six years ago. Yeah. However long ago that was. Um, But at that point, I really was ignorant. And I really would not have functioned well trying to, like, find a room or whatever. I wouldn't even know where to look. Um, so yeah, I was just in this weird, this horrible place of like, all right, well, this is what we're in now. Got it. <clears throat> Which is, is really disgusting. That's so <laughs> shitty. Um, yeah. Very, very shitty. So then they uh, moved to California. Not yeah. So after. then we moved to California on my fucking dime. Thank you very much. 
Um, because I had a savings. Thank you, my great father. I had a savings and I fucking moved us out here. Um, and I paid rent for both of us for two and a half months. Um, and you know, I I'm the one that got us the fuck out here. Um, and she took full advantage of that, you know, very much like, oh, cool. I'm gonna, you know, get out there in your dime. Got it. Thank you. Um, and yeah, we were out here for a while and then, you know, I finally, finally got to the place mentally where I was just like, so fucking done with it no matter what. Um, where I literally was like, all right, I'd rather be homeless than deal with this bullshit. Um, and very much more in a place where I was starting to learn to trust myself and listen to my gut and believe that I am smart and do know things and am financially competent and, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, yeah, we, I broke up with her. We were supposed to, like, continue sharing our apartment till our lease was over. And we were we made it work for a couple months and then she one day was like so if we're not going to get back together i'm going to i'm going to leave at the end of the week <laughs> literally what gave me this the ultimatum, ultimate ultimatum <laughs> like if we're not going to get back together i'm going to leave at the end of the week and i'm thinking wait what get back together what who bitch bitch bye <laughs> why would i ever want to get back together with you meanwhile like the entire time that like two months or three months however long it was she was acting a complete fool going around she would like go on dates with people and come back and tell me all about them um actually fabricating stuff like making up full lies about well people. i think that she legitimately thought it was real and that's how things were playing out she may that's, have because she is full of she's herself delusional yeah. <laughs> she's delusional um but either way telling falsehoods that maybe she thought was real but telling me these things and at the end of a story going oh i'm sorry does that make you jealous no no why the <laughs> fuck would i care it's what you do what do you mean does that make you jealous and the, or or she'd do the faint a feign like i'm so sorry i'm telling you about this i just don't have anyone else to tell because she didn't have any friends out here because she wouldn't make friends because no one was quote good enough for her the only friends she had out here was um a couple of guys who they're actually like one of them's a producer now and they actually have some friends in very high places um i won't you know name names because i eh, we don't not my, name not my problem i'm not a name dropper you know what i mean we um, don't need that to feel secure. i don't need that <laughs> exactly but she latched herself into their family um and started calling their mom her mom and like who it was and like i hung out with them only because you know like I mean I liked them they were great but like I I just like tagged along <laughs> um, <laughs> and but it was you could tell that it was like oh yeah she's super friends with these people because she thinks that they're going to introduce her to these people that they know that we have all heard of <laughs> um, and 
you know, that's that's the kind of people that she would try to associate. But anyone else, like the people that I'm still friends with from like uh, our church and stuff, like, no, they weren't good enough for her. They were weird. They were whatever. They weren't good enough for All her. Right, so did she have opinions about um, like... How much are we allowed to say names in this? I don't know. Um, your <laughs> current circle of friends that like you have out there were those the ones that she was referring to. Yeah, she had issue with. Yeah. Interesting. She, she um so a mutual friend of ours um actually helped me a whole lot that week when she moved out. Um. And I actually lived with them for nine months after that because okay, I had to okay. leave the apartment that we had. Um, so it is them together. then. It is, yeah, it them, is them that she thought was weird and shit and she, like well, that. She, she didn't, she just had some weird issues against them that I didn't understand. Like, Which I is think, so funny you know because you they're the what? most genuine people I've ever met. <laughs> the thing is, okay, so our mutual friend, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Um, she is very talented musician, a music producer with her own production company. Oh yeah. Very successful one at that. Quite successful. She's she is very uh outgoing, great at networking, but she is very sincere. Oh yeah. So people want to work with her because she's not trying to let latch her talents into you to get the success from you yeah no she she just wants to fucking work with you she doesn't care this um, person believes in the art versus right, exactly versus seeing a paycheck out the of fame you. and that's money the yeah, yeah exactly that's the difference so i think i honestly think that my ex was threatened oh by her because oh. she was seeing someone who was doing the things that she wanted to do and she was doing them successfully and having no, it, you know what I mean? I think she was threatened and jealous. I think she was jealous, honestly, because she like wasted a shit ton of money on production co- uh, equipment that she never thought fu- like she was like, oh, I'm going to buy all this stuff and then I'm going to teach myself and produce my own music because she was a quote rapper. Her stuff sucks, by the way. Um, I guess she has got new music out and I kind of want to listen to it oh, and give no. my review next week. <laughs> she's dropped do. like a song in the last five years. So like that's okay. hilarious. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, but she like would drop a shit ton of money on what we needed for rent, but okay, whatever. On production equipment and then be like, oh well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna produce my own uh tracks and like all this stuff. Bitch never touched that shit. I think she touched it once, you know. So she was just very fucking lazy and not not good anyway. Um, so I think she was threatened by our mutual friend and by their actual talent and success. Well, this person, okay, I will say this. This person is notoriously, because of their confidence and their their extroversion, they come off as incredibly flirtatious. They self-admittedly yes. flirt with everything that yes. moves. Yes. <laughs> so I wouldn't doubt if that's part of it as well. I I well, would feel threatened at the charisma, the, the natural true. charisma the natural. that she holds. Because I think that's just purely jealousy, though. 
that's what I'm saying. It's it's complete jealousy. It's jealousy on the music front, and it's jealousy on the the natural charisma front, where yeah. where everyone loves our friend. Nobody fucking liked her. The only, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's interesting because people are not stupid. They can not, they can read, you know, what's yeah. natural and what's not. Just yeah, exactly. it's very natural. So me and Heather met. We stopped talking for a while. Started talking again. Um, after all of this bullshit happened, yeah, um, lots of bullshit, lots of bullshit. <laughs> Reunited, and it feels so good. Yes. And then during quarantine, I would say we started talking more on the phone, just because I'd visited a couple of times. Yeah, we her really had a repertoire as a, like we were legitimately friends at that point. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I considered her like a good friend, and she considered I hope same for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can't speak for you. Yes. But... Yes. <laughs> I was like this bitch, but I'm kidding. Right. Uh, right. Uh, why no. Does keep yeah. I was definitely me? like, I think like we're gaining like a real friendship, and also we both don't trust people, so I feel like we gained a very slow you know what I mean like we gained a very slow steady um trust of each other yeah I mean every single time we talked we talked for a little longer we got a little more Mm -hmm. personal right started talking about things that we've sort of never said to other people right yeah like you know some shit about me that's ridiculous and I know some things about you that is equally as ridiculous and tragic and that's right (laughs) you know we've sort of you know, bonded over our trauma. Oh, hey, sounds familiar. <laughs> and yeah, um, well, so back, um, so you were still working, but I, because of my health, I'm so high risk that I was not allowed to work, um, until I got vaccinated, and I didn't get vaccinated till this you know a couple months ago well until a vaccine was developed right exactly at the time exactly so I was out of work on disability for a year almost exactly um so and the being um the pandemic being alone or not alone alone but like mostly alone um you know, I was really <laughs> doing a number on me, but you know, I didn't have a whole lot to do. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything, obviously. So just a lot of movies, books, a lot of drinking. Um, you know, we all make <laughs> We all have <laughs> our was, coping mechanism. There was there was a couple months there where, you know, that coping mechanism came out again. Oops. Um but a couple months in, I was like thinking to myself, like you know, I've been wanting to do a podcast, but I don't re- like maybe I can come up with something now that I have the time and energy because I'm not doing anything. Um, so I actually downloaded Anchor and like tried to record a little intro, tried to like come up with a concept. And then like very soon after was like, ah, never mind, because I was like, I feel so stupid just talking by myself I do a whole lot better bouncing off of a conversation yeah it's because just that discussion based podcasts are way easier to navigate at least right well and like you know when someone else says something it it pops up a memory for me that otherwise I wouldn't think about you know right yeah. um 
So I was like, this is going to be the dumbest, most boring thing ever if I just try to record something by myself. <laughs> you rambling about a different thing every Me single. rambling about bullshit and not having someone to like, I need someone to come back at me. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I um, get it. <laughs> so, so yeah, very quickly was like, ah, never mind. Let's back burner that because, you know, maybe. And I literally thought to myself, I just need someone that I have a really good um, re- you know, talk someone that I can bounce off of. Good repertoire. I uh, yeah. Okay. I, I literally was like, I just need someone I can bounce I um a conversation off of a good continuous conversation off of. But I don't have that right now, so that's not happening. <laughs> and I, you know, put it in a little cupboard up in the back of my mind and forgot about it. So that's my side of things. What's your side of things? <laughs> um. So I too considered starting my own podcast um I've wanted to do so I'm a prolific YouTuber like consumer I always have been like since YouTube was invented back in like 2006 I want to say I've always been a huge consumer of media like that Mm -hmm. um so when a bunch of YouTubers started making podcasts back in like I would say 2010 or so was when it really took off um Mm -hmm. I got really interested because I was like number one and this is a very like you know there's money there there's money in it (laughs) so I was like okay so cool it's a secondary income source because I I would never just be a full-time podcaster I just don't oh yeah Mm -mm. I think that's putting all your eggs in my basket and I hate that (laughs) But not very responsible in my eyes, but yeah. yeah, I also was like, okay, me and Heather have good conversations. We talk on the phone for hours at a time. Like we have like three hours when y'all, when y'all get told by us that we talk forever. I literally mean that we've been on the phone for three and a half hours. I'm pretty sure there was one day where we accidentally have like a five hour conversation. Oh yeah, because it got broken up. Because like, it got broken got up. On. Yeah, <laughs> so we called back and had two more hours. But yeah, I've fallen like asleep on this girl. <laughs> She's had to like wake me up and be like, Kaya. Yeah, Kaya. that too. Yeah, I've been like, Are you listening? Well, nope, we have a asleep. we have a two hour time difference. So like when yeah. we're talking, it's eight p.m. there. It's ten here, and I got up at five thirty for work at the time. So yeah. it made like, sense you, that you I was me. a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was just like, okay, we have good conversations. We talk forever. We obviously have really good, like engaging discussions. As someone said, someone called us engaging and it made me just blush. I know. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm so yeah. glad. I'm engaging flips hair back. So. Right. But like, even, <laughs> even in our phone cover, like we, it's been more than just gossip. Like in our phone conversations, we've had like discussions. Oh, and yeah. debates about stuff and that that kind of um helped me when this idea was brought up where I was like oh no yeah because we can talk about some real shit and it's not gonna be you know it's actually gonna be like productive conversation um yeah we agree yeah. on just enough that we're civil about certain things that we disagree about and there's not much yeah. we disagree on right but the things that we do disagree on usually it's just like oh I didn't see your per- I didn't know that perspective because we have such different experiences from mm-hmm. life yeah so like you might say something and I'm like I don't know about that because I've never experienced it like I'm one mm-hmm. of those people that likes to ask like can you describe it a different way yeah 
you know, yeah. I like to learn. I like to see a different perspective. I'm never going to be mm-hmm. completely steadfast in any decision or opinion because I recognize now that I'm older, I haven't lived every life. You know what I mean? I'm right. Not, yeah. I am not the be all end all of human existence. So for me to just <laughs> assume that I know best, that's super like, yeah, that, that's just a fallacy. <laughs> right. Well, and I'm learning again because of how I was raised. I was raised that, you know, this thing and it is 100% right. Um, and so I'm now learning like that I want other opinions and ideas and, um, I want to learn, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to be like, I don't understand that. Explain that to me more because I was always, you know, taught like, nope, this is the truth and it's 100% and you have to defend it. Um, I so think I'm black coming... and white thinking for yeah, you is exactly. really is really difficult for you now just because of your upbringing. Right. And but the thing too is I still catch myself thinking in black and white. And I have to be like, "Oh, no. No, no, no. No. Let's there's some fuzz in there. There's some gray in there." So yeah. it's, it's great too to talk to uh, someone from a different background and stuff where I'm like, "I I look, teach me the gray. I want to know the gray." Yeah. Um, and that's that's really cool. And yeah. I like to learn about the the more sheltered because it's <laughs> and no, really, I'm so serious. It's really it makes me question my beliefs a little bit more as well, just because we both grew up in the Midwest. We both have yeah. values that are a little bit shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm learning because you live in California now, you are getting rubbed off on by people that are much more progress, even progressives in the Midwest that have grown up here. We're not as progressive as people on the coastlines. It's just part right. of the game. So I mean, it's, it's, nice- <laughs> it's why there's a stereotype of like California being, you know, the hippie evil hippie, hippie dippy liberal, which is kind of funny because California as a state is pretty conservative. It's literally just like san francisco and la that are the quote liberal (laughs) yeah yes uh but they yeah it's just the thing is there is so much more um i don't want to say variety what's the word i'm looking for cultures and you know different um it's more of a melting pot than it yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm having an aphasia moment. I, <laughs> I can think of the word, but I can't say it. You know what? I can't say it. Yeah. Um, we get the gist. But yes, there are more people and cultures and differences and variety in lifestyles and stuff. Um, so you, ha- you, are, you have to deal with the things because they're in your face. As opposed to the Midwest you don't have to deal with those things because I mean, good God in the town that I grew up in, the only people of color I knew were like a couple of people. And even they were mixed. Like they had at least one white parent. Well, and that also like in Minneapolis specifically, we have a huge, like we have a pretty large immigrant population just because it is such a good yeah. state to settle in. We're not overpopulated the way the California is. We have mm-hmm. really good health care and things like that because we're not overpopulated. Right. We have the perfect population to have just enough people that are progressive and like the cities that 
you know, we've got a lot of art, we've got a lot of culture, we've got really good healthcare, we have good schools, mm-hmm. we have just enough people to make all those things happen. But we yeah. have just few enough people that our system isn't overloaded. Um, right, right. So uh, probably the biggest uproar we've seen is with like George Floyd, because we've had to actually focus like there are problems here. Yeah, but it's gone ignored for so long, because we have so few people standing up until this last year and a half or so and then it became a fucking problem like the comment sections on like fox news talking about like minnesota from people from here has been absolutely disgusting but it's because issues like this have gotten ignored for so long it's mostly the old tarts that have issues i haven't seen anyone under the age of like 30 make any shitty comments Mm -hmm. but yeah a lot of these issues that were sort of being held underneath water for so long are really coming to a head so we historically had a lot of issues it's just sort of been oh, quiet yeah. and hush hush because of minnesota nice you know right right yeah and that's the it, same as a lot of a lot of midwestern states I, it's very much niceties it's keeping the peace because yeah. you're not actually talking about the issues it's you know? so fucking passive aggressive there and i'm it still is. trying to beat that out of myself because you know <laughs> like i i hate that i can be passive aggressive and i don't want to be i don't like it it's annoying just say what you mean and do I'm what not, you say i'm not good at it i get in trouble because i'm so blunt like i'm very mm-hmm. i'm very bad at i if someone asks my opinion i am not a liar i'm not yeah. one for um what's the word equivocation or whatever I'm not. Sure. <laughs> it, it, it means it means like you're not lying, but you're not telling the truth. It's it's avoidance. I'm not oh, good at that. Yeah. So instead yeah. of if someone gives you a painting for your birthday, instead of saying the shit ugly as fuck and yeah, yeeting it into the garbage, you would say, <laughs> oh, it has such an interesting pattern. Mm-hmm. Or oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna find a place on the wall for it as soon as space comes up. It's like I'm not telling you the yeah, shit no. ugly, but I'm not saying that it's cute either i'm right, evading. Right. i'm i'm circumventing the the disapproval with something else right the people are really good at that in the midwest it's sort oh, of yeah. what they're known for is mm-hmm. equivocations i'm pretty sure that's the word i'm if it's not talk about it in the comments oh, so it's not whatever <laughs> tell me on social media tell me i'm a well, big old dumb dumb think... trying to use big words right <laughs> well i think too just with you saying that makes me think of the fact that like not only am i was you know am i from this area of like midwest nice because it's not just minnesota um but minnesota is very notorious for it um but not only is am i from this like midwest nice but also I would the way I was raised I was basically unintentionally raised to be an incredible liar an incredible manipulator yes where if I feel like I need to like protect myself in any way um from like especially especially when I get like um trauma triggers and stuff if I ever feel the need to protect myself in any way, especially, I can slip right back into that, like, just hiding Survival things. mode. Yeah. I go into survival mode, and it becomes very much, like, hiding things, straight up lying, mm-hmm. making up, you know, making up a very, like, I don't like, 
I don't like it, but it's definitely it was definitely a survival thing, and I can still do it if I need to. Yeah, <laughs> but thank Those God, I'm skills in, don't go I'm, away. I'm in an area of my life where I really don't need to do that because I'm not, I don't surround myself with asshole people. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's that whole you know saying what you need to say to like keep the peace, basically. Yeah um and which is so shitty it's so gross yeah but yeah that and that's why I kind of do appreciate like the LA transplants obviously are gonna bring their own shit so like other midwest people are gonna have their midwest nice but like the LA locals they're such a breath of fresh air because they are so blunt and so like well it's in a different way like in yeah it's not mean in the midwest like i'm considered rude because i'm but when if i were to move to los angeles or even if i were to move if i were to move to the mid coast mid coast oh my god (laughs) the The east coast jesus christ yeah the east if i were to move to the east coast i would be considered probably a pushover and too nice but if i were to move to like california i think i'd fit in pretty well because it's just enough honesty and bluntness Mm-hmm. that you get your point across clearly and concisely right but it's not to the point of like i'm gonna hurt your fucking feelings and i don't right. care like there's still there's yeah still east a coast could like, be a little bit oh okay out yeah like does this dress make me look fat yes that's the answer in the east coast in the west coast it's well it does make you look a little bit bigger than you actually are. How about we like choose something a little bit more flattering? Like that dress isn't flattering on you. It's not about looking yeah. fat. It's not about looking skinny. It's right, just right, not right. flattering. The dress is not flattering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's Perfect. not a. It's very clearly and concisely telling you what you're ask, what you're actually asking, which is, do mm-hmm. I look good in this? And the answer right. is no. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So right. I definitely appreciate that mentality of like just honesty out there for sure Mm -hmm. and it's not like you can tell if someone doesn't like you in LA you know what I mean like right exactly you just don't talk like if someone's not talking to you if they make it if they make it clear like they they don't ignore your presence like you can say hello and they'll say hi like it's not rudeness it's just like I don't have time for you I'm here to network and talk to people Mm -hmm. I actually care about I see right. no need to waste. I no one has time in Los Angeles. Right, no one, exactly. Everyone is either running to work or if they're at a social function, they're trying to catch up with people they haven't seen forever because the traffic has been too exactly. bad. Exactly. All right, I mean, they don't have time. <laughs> fucking. I mean, especially where I'm from, where everyone it's <laughs> everybody is somehow related, even if it's like fifth, sixth, seventh cousin. Um, that's everyone, gotta make marriages real fun. Everyone Indiana. knows everybody. You know, you don't, no one leaves. Um, if you marry outside of the city, you're looked at funny. Uh, how is that, how is that possible if everyone is, that's nasty. I mean, it, it's, you know, you do it because you have to, but like. <laughs> how can you simul, how can you look down on me more for marrying outside of the city than incest? I'm sorry. That doesn't <laughs> make sense to me, but all right. I, they just, it's. It's just like it. It's an a distrust of outsiders. So like we moved from Indianapolis, from the big city, um, to this small farm town when I was only like three. Okay, so we lived in this small town my entire life, pretty much, and I was still always treated like an outsider because I wasn't from there. 
Okay. Which is like, what the fuck? Um, Bitch, I've been here since I was a baby. What the fuck is your beef with me? Right. Like, what do you, what? What? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, but these small towns, there's nothing to do. So they spend their time gossiping about each other talking about you know what i mean there's nothing to fucking do they have all the time in the world i will interject and say yes there is one midwestern part of me that will not ever leave me i have tried Mm -hmm. it is that little gossiping grandma in me (laughs) oh she won't go away i've tried my best But she won't go anywhere. That's fair. That's totally fair. But but go I on. do like a little bit of juicy gossip. <laughs> Give me a little bit right. of drama. It doesn't. I don't want it to be mine. That's not right. what I want. I don't right, want drama right. from me. I want drama <laughs> about others around me. That's what I want. <laughs> that I can like, hear about it. Yeah. Like if you give me a little scrumptious little tidbit about somebody that I don't know, they'll never know that I know that. Right. But it it's will just bring fun me to joy. Know. <laughs> It'll it's bring a fun me story. Joy. Exactly. <laughs> Like, I view it as watching, like, a telenovela. Like, I oh don't view God, it as yes. malice. It's just right. sort of, like, like knowing things about friends of mine. I'm just like, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I know something Amazing. you don't know. You don't, you don't know that I know. <laughs> God, and I'll never bring it up to them. That's not my desire. I'm not. Yeah, here to, no. I'm not here to, like, bring misery. That's never the goal. Even well, if you tell me, like, oh, this person peed their pants in third grade, I will relish that. <laughs> exactly. And you won't, like use that against them at some point oh, yeah. you know yeah. like some people would totally do that where oh, they they'd weaponize know, it yeah that's you know it. they want to know something so that 10 years they can say well you cheated on so and so 15 years ago Oof. you know like what yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm not you ruined my life bertha jesus bertha <laughs> i'm not one to weaponize information i think is what right. i'm sort of getting to it. we just want to know about i like to be informed yeah, it's just funny. It's just entertaining. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you know, they have all the time in the world for that. Here, there ain't no time for gossip. We're there all fucking no tight. Oh, there's time for gossip, but it's the same. It's like the same opinion as me and you. It's not used to weaponize later unless you're shitty. That's the thing. I'm talking about it as if shitty people don't live in LA. There's a lot of shitty oh, people yeah. in LA. Shitty people, if not shittier shitty. than the Midwest. They're shitty for different reasons. They're, they're more shitty because they're opportunists. That's opportunistic why they're shitty. people are in the West on the West Coast, especially in Los Angeles. Honestly, for sure. My ex could have fit in great out here because she's just as shitty and opportunistic as a lot of people anyway (laughs) i think yeah i think that if she were a little bit more likable if she had known how to use it in the proper way she could have been very successful for sure but unfortunately she didn't have the social skills to to surmass enough friends (laughs) no to be successful that's the thing networking (laughs) is crucial out there so most people in especially people in the industries that you're involved with i'm talking to you because you're useful to me for some reason or another every relationship is transactional and that's not a bad thing i'm not saying me and you have a transactional relationship too there's a reason Mm -hmm. that we keep talking is because there's positive feelings flowing both ways right right yeah every relationship is transactional but even even if it's transactional on a very like surface like business level (laughs) There still has to be a level of trust. Oh yeah, that is um, exchanged. There's going to be mutual returns. There has exactly there has to be like tit for tat. You give some, I give something. 
and it's especially like that in populated areas where industries are so oversaturated so like if if we're at a social function I'm not going to waste my time on someone who's not doing tit for tat for me because it would be a waste of my I could be talking to someone who does give me that exactly you know what I mean I'm in traffic for three hours going to work every day I barely get to see my friends because I'm working all the time because prices are crazy. Mm-hmm. So yep. why would I waste my time on someone who's so inconsequential to me? Of course exactly. you're not going to do that. So it's just, yeah. it's much more straightforward who your friends are there because no one has yep. time to talk shit because they're just going to hang out right. with people they exactly. like more. Exactly. <laughs> I barely have time for them. It's exactly. wonderful. Well, and that's, that's the thing too, is like when I first moved here, there are a few people that I like tried to create friendships with and they just straight up just didn't work out. And I don't have like enemies, but, and like, we're still like, you know, you know, social media mutuals and whatever, but like the friendships never panned out and that's totally fine. I'm not hurt by that. And you know, mate, I, I can't think of anyone in particular particular off the top of my head but like maybe that f- person went on to like do something cool or have some cool advantage or whatever the fuck um, and sure maybe I missed out on that thing you know what like mm. maybe I missed out on that thing or whatever what am I trying to say I don't know what I'm trying to say <laughs> basically the friendship didn't work out and that is totally fine (laughs) and you know I gained other friends but um not everyone can be your friend here yeah that's what I'm trying to say you 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 have to find your people and you know and that's great you don't have to be friends with everyone I don't know that's probably for for as diverse as as it is out there of course you're not going to make friends with everyone because so many Mm -hmm. people are different and there's just there's so many transplants and things like that like you have friends from the east coast yeah that's your primary friends out there are two people that have primarily grown up in the east coast one that lived in california for a while but then moved to the east coast for the their, right. you know primary years so yeah it's yeah. not it's not like you know it's it's just different <laughs> and i <laughs> approve of the differences and i appreciate the differences and that's why i plan on moving out there as soon as I am financially able, because uh-huh. I get along with people out there significantly more because there's an understanding <laughs> of like, to summarize everything that we've said for the last 20 minutes, <laughs> I don't have time for you unless you have time for me, period. End of story. Yeah, exactly. And I appreciate that mentality. I'm not going to waste each other's time. Right. Exactly. And so I appreciate that because I don't like my time being wasted. I don't have a lot of it. I don't have a lot of energy. You are well, a true West Coaster now. You're a true <laughs> literally. Is well, what do they call people from Los Angeles? And Angel Angelinos. You're a true Angelino now, honey bun. <laughs> you have no time for anything. I have no time or energy unless, you know, it's gonna be worth my while. Welcome to and, LA, baby. <laughs> and and the thing is, when I say worth my while, I'm not talking like exclusively about some like you know business thing or you know opportunity or something I'm talking like is this gonna be worth my while emotionally oh yeah is this gonna be worth my while um you know is this going to fill me up and not drain me right then you know so like this past weekend the reason that I 
went to two events and stayed as long as I did is because I was with people that fill my life in a positive way. Yeah. That, it, may, you know, it may have been physically draining, but it was emotionally filling you up. Right. Exactly. So like it was, it was worth my while and it was worth my energy and stuff. Um, but you know, no more of this, just going over to somebody's house or to somebody's party because I was invited. Now I feel obligated. Fuck no, no more of oh, that. I mean, that just I'm, comes I'm with it. it. Comes with age too. Just that coming too. to the point in your yeah. adulthood where you're like, hey, I don't have to say yes to everybody. I'm allowed to be. I'm allowed to say no. Yeah. If something yep. doesn't suit me, I have no reason to say yes. There is, I have no obligations to nobody. Period. Exactly. And that's, like, and I'm, that's beautiful. <laughs> especially now, like I'm definitely gaining that. Like, you know, I have friends of a, a friend who like you know has asked me a couple times pretty recently like hey do you want to come over for dinner or hey do you want to come over to go to this thing and hanging out with that person drains me and I'm like I'm not going to drive all the way fucking up to LA just to get even more drained by this person so no no sorry i'm i'm not i'm not available <laughs> yikes i wonder who it is you're gonna have to text it to me later because i uh, love again back to gossip baby a little a little bit gossip a little juicy gossip i'll text you later boo I love uh, it. <laughs> but i think that we've talked enough for i know today. you still want to do tarot pull friend arena yeah i mean do you want to just address a little bit more bait um, so I guess my last little thing to point out was um, the inspiration behind the name of the podcast. Ooh, yes, and from what you have heard of us talking these past couple episodes is that we really bonded <laughs> over our trauma and not in an unhealthy trauma bonding way. But in this healthy, like, we have these horrible things in common that we understand about each other and can cut, you know, like, we can understand these things about each other and sympathize with each other and empathize with each other. Um, And, you know, so we kind of bonded a bit over those things. But, you know, it's definitely been a very, for us, a very good experience of, like, being able to healthily bond with someone over you know through things that have not been great in our lives yeah I think it's been pretty cathartic for us to have Mm -hmm. someone who communicates in a very similar way just I mean we do have very similar communication styles um I think that it's been helpful to be able to emote and really talk about these issues in a way that's been really constructive because we come from it in a place of like, I want you to be better and I want me to be better. It's not just about, oh, I have feelings. Let me explode. It's like, no, how can we like, we've both been through things and like, I've come to you for advice. You haven't necessarily come to me for advice, but you've certainly like expressed feelings of frustration to me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, I'm there. I think that's helpful in and of itself is just having Sometimes you just need an ear. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, it, 
we're not trying to be each other's therapists. No. Because you have your own therapist. I don't at the moment, but you know, I do other things. That's an insurance books. issue though. That's an insurance issue. It's not it's not a I don't believe in therapy. No, right. I I need a therapist. I want one. I just can't right now. Yeah. Um, but we we talk but about we don't, yeah. Yeah, we don't use each other as our own, as therapists, but we more use each other as, you know, good friends who legitimately trust each other with the information Mm -hmm. we're expressing. Like, I would never tell anyone anything that you told me in confidence. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, we respect each other that I would respect and accept, oh, words. (laughs) I would anticipate the same sort of behavior from you, where if I tell you something in confidence, and I definitely trust you in a way that I don't trust other people. Exactly. Um, Same. Yeah, I mean, we've shared, like I said, we've shared things that we have shared, we haven't shared with anybody, just because mm-hmm. we have that sort of relationship where there's an understanding. Yeah. Um. Exactly. So we definitely, and we've just had a lot of trauma that's come from outside people. Like our trauma right. isn't just things that have happened to us. It's been because directly because of our trusting in people that we shouldn't have trusted in. Yeah. So trusting and bonding of, with the trauma of that... bonding with people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, good God, like our mothers, our, our mothers, our past relationships, our I relationships. Mean... Yeah. Like we have put our trust and bonded with people who didn't deserve that from us. Um, yeah. you know, they didn't deserve our time of day, but <laughs> but we we're coming to the point in our lives where we've realized that and we can talk about it in a way. And I I think it's important for us to talk about these things as the people we are now, like having mm-hmm. a podcast and things, because we have definitely even though I'm still relatively young, I mean I'm only 23, but I'm five years older than I was when I was going through the worst periods of my life, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. a year older than you know, there's just I feel that I'm maturing with every single year and it's cool to like document that change and being being able to talk about myself in a way that, you know, hopefully is constructive and helpful to other people who be like 18 going like, this is the worst of my life. Like, no, it's going to get worse, but it does get better. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going to get worse. No, it gets better because you react to the world in a better way. Exactly. It's not that the world gets any better. The world continues to be shitty and garbage and it's always going to be shitty and garbage. It's getting Mm -hmm. progressively worse but the way that you (laughs) react to it and having good people that are there for you to confide in and things like that yes in in a healthy trusting way right it makes the shitty world seem a little bit less shitty which is what I'm hopefully you know what we're doing with this podcast is yeah maybe we're going to be the voice of for someone who is having a really shitty time or we're going to be able to just talk and we're going to be in the background of someone having a shitty day and we'll make some weird joke about <laughs> you living in a cult in Indiana and they'll realize so it is wor- it's worse somewhere else or it's better <laughs> somewhere else and I have hope that it can get better right exactly so yeah I just wanted to bring that up and talk about it because um I'm sure people are like what the fuck is his name <laughs> Oh yeah, they're. I mean, they've heard of trauma bonding. They've heard of trauma bonded, which is two other podcasts on this. Um, yeah, <laughs> on platforms around us. Yeah, but yeah, the trauma of bonding does come off as a little, you know, question mark. Who question that? Mark? Why? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's why. <laughs> that why. That why. That why. Now <laughs> we must get into tarot. Tarot. I already have mine pulled. If you don't have yours. No, of course I don't. <laughs> of course you don't. So I will go ahead and 
talk about my card. Um, I'm going to read a, I'm going to, I pulled my card out of the white sage tarot deck, but I'm going to be reading the description out of my um, modern witch um, tarot deck, just because the description is a little bit more fleshed out and a lot more positive. So I pulled the six of wands. Um, I'm going to be reading the description out of my modern witch tarot deck, but the card itself is from the white sage tarot deck. I just like the description in the modern witch one better. So for six of wands, it says a V for victory. You've just won a big battle and now you can enjoy the rewards. Your admiring supporters cheer you on in a victory parade since you've just accomplished something big. Success is yours. Enjoy your moment and let your ego get that boost. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things this might be referring to. Mm -hmm. The first is getting a new job. So that's a big victory. And I've had everyone in my life be super huge supporters in that regard. Um, The second could be finally announcing our podcast because we were sort of hush about it for a couple of episodes. We just wanted to see if it was something that was going to stick. And now we've made it, we've made it, you know, very clear on social media. We've talked about it in other spaces. I think Mm -hmm. it's really something we're proud of and something that we're building. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, That could be a victory in and of itself because we have people actually listening and giving us feedback now, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's that's kind of what came to my mind. I was like, call your job. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Job. And then also this huge passion project that we made public at this point. And we need to talk about it in church. Not this Sunday because I don't think we have it. But like in La Mafia and stuff. Yeah, for sure. You can definitely bring it up this Thursday. Thursday. Um, yes. That's tomorrow, isn't it? Oh. That is tomorrow. Damn. Wow. <laughs> the week goes by quick. But yeah, that's my card, Six of Wands. Awesome. Well, today must be a fiery day because I chose the King of Wands. Ooh. Um, now, the Wands, um, I was telling you last time that the cups stood for the element of water. And wands stand for, I'm going to double check because my brain sometimes is stupid, but it stands for the element of fire, if I am correct. (laughs) Make sure. Let me make sure. Yes. Okay. I'm correct. Um, So yeah, very fiery day. That's why I said that. So I chose the king of wands upright um, and I've uh, picked from the mermaid tarot. Would you like to know a fun little description of wands from the Minor Arcana? Yeah. It's described as fire, so willpower, creativity, projects, and action. So that's mm-hmm. a fun little yeah. additive to what you're talking about in the fire. Yes. But anyways, go on. Mermaid All deck. All right. <laughs> Mermaid deck. So <clears throat> I also, yeah, I drew it up right. So <laughs> the King of Wands reminds us that power comes with great responsibility and that your place at the top is only as firm as your dedication to lead with commitment and honor. He understands that his strength is not just for him alone, but for all who fall under his protection and guidance. Being a leader is not easy, and being one with great power is even harder still. However, despite, sorry, must turn page, despite his serious nature and commitment to the betterment of his realm, he will also act instantly and without hesitation. The King of Wands is a doer, not a dreamer, and his boundless energy serves his duties well. So, I mean, if I'm thinking about the uh, 
podcast, I think um, remembering like as we do this and possibly gain a tiny bit of influence, whatever, however, you know, hands out. Yeah. Um, just remembering like the influence and making that a good one. Um, and you know, what, what am I trying to say? Like making sure to keep that responsibility in the back of our minds. Um, yeah and then i mean i like how it said the king of wands is a doer not a dreamer and it's like okay well we thought about this for a while and now we're doing it right like for actual though (laughs) for for actual though for actual though (laughs) um that yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking it's it's interesting because my my description has a bit more it has who it can be as part of the description so Mm -hmm. the king can be an inspiring teacher or a boss you really respect it can also be yourself so it might be time to step up and take control in a particular situation don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to take the lead you can channel your passions into action and energy you've got the skills to be in charge if we're relating it to the podcast it could we're already doing the work we're really taking charge and being super clear that like hey we're doing this thing we deserve Mm -hmm. to be listened to because we're in charge of this like we really are the leaders i mean we're co-hosts of this thing that could really do some good yeah um but also just really taking charge of your fate right like we're choosing Mm -hmm. to be here we're choosing to be a voice but we're also doing that in our personal lives i mean Starting a new job is fucking terrifying, but I'm doing the damn thing. I'm, right. I mean, I'm in, we're both in school. We've both made the huge decision to go back and get our educations. Like, mm-hmm. you you to further it, me to just goddamn get it. <laughs> well, um, I mean, and my mind kind of went to, even before you mentioned that the, the King of Wands can be like a teacher, is I'm going back for a master's in education. Mm-hmm. And... um. I've been thinking a lot about what kind of influence and responsibility that's going to have. Oh, yeah. Because I, (laughs) as much as, like, I I don't want to be a teacher to be a teacher. I want to be a teacher to be an influence. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, that's just a lot to think about of, like, I'm, you know, I'm actually doing the same thing. go back to school (laughs) um so that I mean I I'm that person I've I have insane imposter syndrome that's why I haven't done a lot of creative things in the last few years because I feel I just feel stupid for some reason I don't know why I feel just like not quite talented enough even though I know I am you know there's a lot of like very a lot of self-doubt that I've been dealing with a lot in the creative world and stuff um and I feel like going back to be a teacher I'm like taking charge of like no I'm I can be in charge I can be the leader here mm-hmm. um and it's it's kind of a, a almost a sense of like taking back some power for myself in that sense like in the world around me mm-hmm. um of actually like being in charge of something for once in my life and you know so right. 
So, I mean, this podcast is definitely a creative outlet of, like, me finally being like, no, me wanting to have a podcast and talk about myself or with, you you know, with my friend or about my friend or what, like, just talk, me wanting to talk, (laughs) that's not narcissistic. No. Yeah. Um, And I've had to really get over that of thinking, like, oh, people are just going to think I'm full of myself. Yeah. (laughs) which is so fucking stupid like what yeah um like bitch you can't see art is every artist a narcissist then i mean mean, it takes a little bit of like narcissism to be so self-confident that you're like whatever i make bitch you're gonna want to consume it i'm that fucking good i mean Uh it takes a certain level of inflated ego i'd say but not narcissism not not actually. yeah ego but not narcissism yeah. correct yeah so we do have inflated senses of ego but that's but fine it's, I it's working for it's, us shit i don't think that's necessarily i don't even think it's inflated i think it's like healthy sense of ego um <laughs> yeah we but, don't know what healthy feels like for the most part the so when we have a part of us that's healthy right. we're just like no what if Never. something for me, probably for you too, if something is healthy, it feels like it's too much. Oh, yes. Like if, I am, if I'm setting boundaries, I feel like I'm being an asshole. Yes. If I am doing something with my healthy sense of ego, I feel like a narcissist. Yes. Um, yeah. This card is really giving me a lot of thoughts right now. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Um, but yeah, so really, yeah, I really like the idea of being the leader and being the teacher and having the influence, and that's not a bad thing. Like, I love that. That's a good thing yeah. that you can be a leader if you know how to wield your responsibility correctly. Exactly. Oh, that's so beautiful. We I love that. <laughs> we got there. We got there in the end. <laughs> so once again, as per usual, we will upload pictures of our cards um on uh this week's um social medias. On, so you can see our pictures. Or our- Twitter and Instagram at Trombond Pod. That's T-R-A-U-M-B-O-N-D-P-O-D. You got it. <laughs> and we post other stuff there as well. Um, just for reference from last week um, in regards to our uh, corporatization of pride, um, I have posted a couple of small queer owned businesses of people in our circle. Um, so I have a friend that creates um these really beautiful Orthodox Christian stickers. Um, I, I could be saying that incorrectly. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not familiar with Orthodox Christianity very well. But they create these really amazing stickers and they're queer. Um, so I shared their business. And then another friend of ours makes really pretty handmade jewelry. Mm-hmm. So I shared their little business page. So those are on our uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. So go check those out and patronize their small queer businesses, please. And thank you. Absolutely. Um, I think a good question that we should ask for this week is, do you have any other questions for us or about us? You can definitely go to our social media. If you have any questions about holes in our stories, 
mine had a lot. <laughs> I'm sure mine did too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have any like more racing. Yeah. If you have any more burning questions about our our you know our lives up until now, how we met, our lives since then, be sure to go to Trombon Pod and ask any questions there as well. We're gonna have that posted too. Definitely. Both on Twitter and on Instagram. So wherever you yes, whatever your chosen platform is. It's just not Facebook because we don't respect her. We do not stand Facebook here. No, we don't. Until we get to the point that we have Midwestern, like, listenership and I respect them again. <laughs> like, then we can have a Facebook because that's, we're behind here in the Midwest. People still love them some Facebook. Yeah, not here. Facebook no. is <laughs> not did. even, Facebook is not even um, ignored. It is laughed at. <laughs> That's tragic. You, I mean, you I ask feel like someone that about if they have a Facebook here and they go, ha, what? <laughs> That's fucking, I wonder what they feel like on the East Coast about it. I really do. I wonder. Probably about the same. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. So <laughs> if there's nothing else to say, we can finally say goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for bonding with us. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the trauma of bonding. Please follow us on social media at trombonpod. That's T-R-A-U-M-B-O-N-D-P-O-D. Trombonpod. We'll talk to you guys next Wednesday.